Welcome to Flights of Fantasy, your podcast book club. I am Christina, one of your hosts, and I am here with my two book besties, Anna and Kim. Yay! Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. We're so excited. Oh, I feel like I always say that, but we're always excited. We're always excited. I'm just always excited to see you guys, I know. especially I know. after I moved. It's so fun. I know. Oh, uh, you're like really a Nash- Nashvilleite. I know. Nashvillian. I'm a Nashvillian. Yeah, I like Nashvillian more than Nashville. Now we're like all in three completely different states. Like, <gasps> that's right. crazy. Yes. Guys, I am like fingers crossed that ugh, this new round of the pandemic does not cancel SJM coming to Is that- Nashville. Because like she usually does a Vanderbilt stop for her book tours. And I am so hoping that she comes here for like the second Crescent City book. I know. I, know. I think she's going to do I think it's going to be virtual. That would be amazing. I just can't even. Can that, you imagine? Oh, I would. I would we just, would book flights like so uh, quickly. Like I, I am there. Also, yes. we would like be those crazy people that like camp out. Like, hey, hey, we're here. Hi. Um, no, we're moms. Like we we could get up super early. No, we'd be up early. We get like our bagels and our coffee. Yeah, we get yeah. our bagels and our coffee. It's a day off. Yes. Totally. <laughs> we'd also like figure out the really like efficient yeah. way to do it. So we'd be like, we have yeah. a seat. That's fantastic. <laughs> we would really yeah, figure really it just, out. Like, plan it to the extreme. Okay, um, but that's not why we're that's not what we're talking about today. So that's no, not what we're talking uh, about. Although we love talking <laughs> we about it. Are talking about Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahurin. Yeah, we are. So we're going to be talking about Serpent and Dove and Blood and Honey yes. in this episode. Mm-hmm. We, so there's going to be spoilers about book one mm-hmm. first with no book two spoilers. And then we will give a warning for removing into Blood and Honey yes. if you yes. haven't read that we yet. Will note it in the show notes. Yeah. So we're going to cover book one and two in this episode. And then we're doing Gods and Monsters in the next episode. And we are very antsy to read very that antsy. book. Very antsy. Given are. the ending of Blood and Honey. God, we're antsy to read Gods and Monsters. We're antsy. Um, Yes. Should we, so should we say our, our first journey with these books? Like how? Yeah. So I read it first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard about it because SJM recommended it. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. It's on the front of the book. It says, a brilliant debut full of everything I love, Sarah J. Mass. Done. And I was like, okay, great. Well, Sarah, you like it. I like it. So, Immediate <laughs> and she And she wasn't wrong. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And then so good. we had a little book club about it. Yes. And here we and are. And here we are. So, yeah. I mean, mostly we just want to set up, like, use Serpent and Dove to set up, like, the characters and the world and what we loved about book one. Yes. We all really, really enjoyed Serpent and Dove. We did. To me, it was very unique yes. with, between the setting and the magic. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I love the French 1500s like very here for that love it i'm using my eighth grade french class girl (laughs) you should have been sending us videos of how to say the things yeah because i didn't know no actually surprisingly it did come in handy in certain parts you know i actually didn't know what they were saying i did not your french professor would be very proud um okay yeah so it's so i think she has said it's france inspired 17th century oh 17th century Um, okay so that's like elizabethan renaissance the actual time period, maybe, I, that to me is a little iffy, but it's definitely like France without being France. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes, very yeah, much yeah, so. Yeah. It's, it's vague enough, but it's also makes sense to me. Like, I never was like, wait, where, wait, where are we? Like, what are we doing? Yes. So in this interview I just heard with her on um, Barnes & Noble does like a YA podcast where they interview authors. And what? I just, yeah, I just listened to the one with uh, Shelby today. And she said that the whole inspiration from this, for this whole book, the whole trilogy, started from an episode of Outlander in season two <gasps> called yeah. La Dame Blanche. Yeah. 
And yeah. it's this, yeah. So she watched an episode and then was like, what is La Dame Blanche? I want to research it. I want to get into it. And it's from French, like, mythology folklore, which started this whole journey. What? Yes. And so it's, Whoa. like, this, like, white Whoa. ladies, like, female spirits, supernatural, like, witches, while also being sirens-y. Right. Um, yes. She was, like, super interested in that. That then led to, like, research wow. and went to this. Isn't that so interesting? Um, oh, that's really interesting. So interesting. But yes. I love when an author has like a very specific inspiration. Like I, totally I, agree. I, I, I for really some fun. reason, I just love that because it's mm-hmm. like a whole scene and the vibe yep. of like Paris. Like diving and into the, them, like the French. I just, I felt it so. I don't know. And I, I don't just, think I've yeah. really read anything. Uh, it's definitely in this genre that is Parisian and French inspired and in that same like, idea. It's, it's, I, yeah, feels, I haven't either. Yeah, it's, it felt like a new, fun, refreshing setting and a new, different, totally. like, magic system, too. I think we all love a witch story, oh, right? If I can speak for all story. of us. Love a good witch story. I think that's story. what took me on this from the beginning. Same. Like, French witches. Yeah, sign me up. Fantasy, sign me up. Sign me up. Like, I mean, come on. Truly. It was just... I just loved it. Should we should we break down the witches? Let's break down the witches. Break down Let's the break down like the okay. main categories of like okay. people. Cool, cool. People. Yeah. Yeah. So in this world, witches are hunted mainly by the archbishop and his Chaucers, who the Chaucers mm-hmm. um, are like kind of like the holy knights for the archbishop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And our lead is Lou. Yes. Yeah. So Lou is a witch. Um, she is a... She's a Dom Blanche. Yes, she's a Dom Blanche. And then we've got Coco, her best friend, who's actually a Dom Rouge, which is another factor in this magic system. Yeah. So the Dom, they're both witches, but they have different ways of using their power. So you've got Dom Blanches who uh-huh. believe in a balance, like a give and a take. Yes. So if, if Lou wants to erase take away your memory she has to erase one of her own or if she's going to um let's say like heighten a sense then she's got to lose she has to get rid of one of her other senses but then coco is so different yeah because so different is blood magic yes which is so she just has to cut herself and Uh use her magic it's a really interesting magic system i think okay so we have we have these this magic system we have Coco and Lou, who've been best friends since they were little. Uh-huh. We're introduced to our heroine, which is kind of very much like an anti-hero. She's a thief and, like, running around, mm-hmm. and they're in brothels and, like, really cool. Yes. She's not using her magic. Like, the two of them are kind of, like, you know, being little, like, badass bad girls together. Yes. Um, and yes. then mm-hmm. her and Coco. Um, and then polar opposite, we meet Reed, who is a Chaucer, who is... He's a holy knight. And... Yes. Basically, we call, like, he's also referred to as a witch hunter. Yes. So there's, like, witch hunter and a witch, and they meet, and things happen. <laughs> he's very, like, straight-laced, sweet very, boy. Yeah. Who, like... Very loyal, very rule-following. Of course, then, which leads us into which witch hunter, enemies to lovers situation. Enemies to lovers. Yeah. He is very uh, Matthias from Six of Crows and Kale from Throne of Glass. Together. Just to kind of give you some perspective. Yes. And you read either of those I books. Get that. I will say, in that interview I just listened to today, he asked her her, like, major book, you know, author inspirations. And, of course, she said SJM. <gasps> and then she also said, uh, Lee Bardugo. And she said, I <gasps> love, love, love <gasps> Tyus and Nina so much that I think subconsciously some of it leaked into this story. Agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I see that 100%. so I see that 100% yeah. in this book. Yeah. Like, in a good way. Not oh, like amazing. Yeah. Like, I love it. And some of the anti-hero stuff, too. Like, they're, like, thieves. Yes. And they're, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Love okay. That. So, those are our general people. Yes. Okay, so our two heroines are, like, um, trying to steal this ring, which, like, is also in French mythology, which is interesting. Oh, um, really? Yes. Angelica's ring. Le E. 
melancholic. That's、oh, the name、wow. of the、oh, Anna. Oh, I, okay, the, I totally butchered that. I totally it sounded that. really good. I sounded real legit. No, like yeah, there's like this ring that like that Lou wants to steal because it. It protects you from. Nobody can use magic on you if you're wearing the ring. And she is trying to protect herself from her. We find out later from her own mother. And also, if you put the ring in your mouth, it makes you invisible to anybody. It's very、uh, Lord of the Rings. So when I first read that, I was like, "Why would you put it in your mouth? That's so weird." But apparently, that is in French folklore. This ring, and you have to put it in your mouth to be invisible. Like that's a that's like wait, so that was a her real, decision. That's, a that's like、thing. a thing in French folklore. This with this ring. So when I read, it, I was like, "That's such a weird decision. Why would you put it in your mouth?" But it's already an established thing, so that makes me feel like it's that less is weird. so interesting.、Yes. I did not know that. Okay, okay. So Lou is searching for this ring、yes. to to、mm-hmm. hide herself from her mom, her mother, Morgane. I say Morgane. I say Morgane. Me too. Okay, Morgane, who is the head of the La Dame Blanche. Witches, the、mm-hmm. White Witches,、um, and I think it's really interesting how we figure that out. So we actually don't figure that out for a while, and all we hear are little glimpses and hints of she's coming and she's gonna find me,、oh, and we don't know yes, who she、yes. is for a long time in the book. Yeah, not a、yes. long time, but like for a good like thirty percent. So it really builds the yeah. You know、suspense. somebody's after her, but you don't know exactly who. All you know is that it's and、she. there's like little hints and stuff like that. But you definitely but... don't think it's her mother. No, you know what I mean. Like I love. It's just so well done. The suspense, the way、yeah. it builds, you're kind of like, this is creepy. This is eerie. Like, who's after her? This is so weird. Right. Okay. Okay. So pretty much, yeah. Lou steals the ring. She has the ring. There is a whole thing where the Archbishop and therefore the Chaucers are given a secret note to like tell them pretty much like, hey, someone's gonna go and steal this ring at this time. They're aware. They go, and Lou、yeah. has to put the ring in her mouth to. Get away from Reed. At this point,、uh-huh, Reed's already、uh-huh. seen her on the street once, dressed like a man. But like, that's neither here nor there. So he sees、uh-huh. her at this point, but then she disappears. It's really weird. Whatever.、Uh-huh, then uh-huh, Lou uh-huh. goes back to where she's living, which is over a theater. She, it's like this cute little interesting little tidbit that she lives over a theater. And as a theater kid, I really enjoyed it. Totally does. So loved,、uh, yeah, loved that. Really loved enjoyed it. it. So like, she's like, I gotta pee, and it's about to be the matinee. So I better sneak out of my little loft because all of the people are gonna come in and sit in their seats, and、oh, I have yeah, to go down. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes out, and Reed is there seeing a play with the Archbishop, who we should say is also like his father figure. Like he's like the golden boy of the Chaucer. Very much so. Uh, okay. Okay. So. Sorry, we're just all over the place here, but we just, you know, it's, we are. There's a lot know, going on. Listen, folks, this is not our most cohesive episode. <laughs> I will just say that、um, we are a little all over the but place, but also like it's fun. You know, here we go. Anywho, okay. So he recognizes. He recognizes and her. is like, oh, and he's you. Like, oh, it's her. Oh, also, when she went to get the ring, she was also kind of set up, and those two guys, I can't remember their names, but they suck, and they like they got in a big fight. So she's like. She has like a black eye, like she's like kind of beaten up a little bit,、mm-hmm. right? Going right, into this, right, right? Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. So then Reed's like, "What? This is her." And she's like, "Shit!" So she runs and she runs backstage. He chases uh-huh, her, uh-huh, and uh-huh. they get in this like tumble of to do backstage where they end up tussle, tumbling in their tussle, a little, a little tussle onto stage tussle. through the curtain onto stage, and what everyone sees is Reed, this like. You know, holy knight, holier than thou, such a holy, such a holy man, tumbling onto stage like being in a very compromised position with this girl who、Ooh. also like is a little beat up. So it's like,、right. is he taking advantage of her, or did he in in a sexual manner, in a physical manner? Like this looks、right. very bad in all general directions. So correct, yeah. So、uh, the decision there from the archbishop is well. 
The only logical well, reason is to say that that's your wife. Yeah. So you best get married. So they do. Best <laughs> get married. Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, do. if you see a beat up woman that you're in an uncompromising position with, you just say, "That's my wife." Which, like, and no that's one my will, wife. no one will question. That, no one says anything. Uh, no one. Pretty yeah. problematic. <laughs> not gonna lie. But it's like <laughs> problematic, but but very indicative of it's historically yes, of quite accurate. Uh, I would imagine. Historically accurate. I agree. Problematic, but sadly, at the time, <laughs> very also, sadly. I do have to say. The arranged marriage, marriage of convenience trope, it is helpful to Lou as well because right. it helps her hide. Because she goes and moves in with Reed, obviously because they're married. So she goes and lives where the Chaucers live. So in her mind, she's like, this is great because my mom is yes. never going to look for me here. Yes. Because the Chaucers. Like, literally, these are, this is the witch's biggest enemy. Right. The Chaucers view magic and witches as completely evil and disgusting and that they should be wiped off the face yes. of the this world they yes. don't believe I mean, that their they whole should job exist. is to hunt witches and bring right. them at the stake it is but quite they, literally the salem witch yeah, trials yeah uh, it's so funny her dynamic with the chaucers yeah she gives no shits yeah. about nothing she like curses and uh, the cursing is fine with me for some reason i just can't i like truly cannot with the itty bitty titty litty <laughs> the litty the big titty <laughs> litty. litty titty i just can't do it like every time <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, okay. She's she's very vulgar. She's yes. very... Um, she, she loves, which reminds me a lot of Nina from Six of Crows. She's very antagonistic yes. uh, purposefully to them. Yes. She loves to rile them up yes. because they're so prim and proper. And it's like the and opposite she of loves her. Yes. And I, so opposite. And that's, I think that was what really made this enemies to lovers and marriage and convenience trope really fun because they are uh-huh. such opposites. Um, such opposites. opposites. And she, he is, he is very, um, you know, uh, set in his ways. He is very like, this is my uh-huh. world, which we should also say, um, sorry, we're just jumping around with all this plot, <laughs> but you know, uh, we should also say that is because, um, Reed was abandoned was as a baby in a garbage. and was raised mm-hmm. by the archbishop and the Chaucer. So, he, this is his whole family, his whole life. He knows nothing this else. Is his, this is his, the only life he knows. Exactly. Um, so needless to say, complete opposites <laughs> being yes. thrown into this situation <laughs> together. Yes. And Reed is horrified by Lou. Hor- just like horrified by, and he doesn't even know she's a witch, right? No, no, no. He doesn't for a long time. No. He doesn't know she's a witch. And so he's just horrified by just like her general demeanor. And but it's like so funny because she just speaking. loves to it's horrify so, him. She loves it. She's so, she is such an interesting, she's so funny and like this just like over the I know. I, I really loved her in the first yeah. book. I felt like she was a lot more, not, not carefree, but just, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I really enjoyed her in the I first book. I thought she book. was more honestly herself. Yeah. 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 Um, Very much so. So yeah, so then she's living with the Chaucers, which is like hilarious. And then there's this character that this sweet uh, younger Chaucer named Ansel. Oh. And he is tasked to like pretty much watch her and babysit her. Yeah. And she gets a really big kick out of making him super uncomfortable because he's like this younger Chaucer. He's so And just wants to like baby. prove himself to everyone. And is like super comfortable around her because she's like this pretty older girl. And he, she, they eventually become best friends. But at the beginning, their relationship is really, really funny. Uh, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, so she pretty much like kind of manipulates Ansel into helping her get up to the higher tower in yeah. the where the Chaucers live, which she isn't allowed to go. Right. Which is where, surprise, she finds Coco. Oh, being yeah. Being a uh, magical nurse, as you would call it, um, under a different name. Um, right. So right, right, right. that's they're reunited there. So that's really fun. 
Love and that. And I actually really love the moment where we find out the big reveal about her mom and Morgane. Yes. And it's when um, she and Reed are out and they get cornered by one of her sister witches, Don Blanche's. And um, the witch is like confronting her and she's like, why did you run away? Like, this is a great honor to be what you are. And at this point, the reader, you're still confused. You're like, what is this great honor? What right, is she supposed right. to have been? And yeah. anyways, long story short, um, Reed figures out that this person who's a, is a witch and they end up burning this woman at the stake. Yeah. And super Salem witch trials. Yes. Yeah. And um, Lou is in her room Mm -hmm. and she's looking out her window and she sees the stake and the witch being hung up and she's she's just she feels so guilty and she's like I'm a witch killer I'm a witch killer and I'm a witch myself and yeah this extreme moment of guilt and Ansel is the only person in the room with her yeah and she ends up using magic to basically take the place of the witch who's burning and she, Ugh, like she takes so the pain rough. away so the witch who's burning doesn't feel anything but she takes on the full brunt of the burning sensation oh yeah and she ends up passing out yeah and it's in that moment where she's you know she's feeling so guilty that we find out the history of why where she is why she's here and it's because her mother Morgane is the um queen of the Dom Blanches yeah and this whole like it goes back to the whole ring situation Angelica's ring right where when she died all of the humans ended up killing off the witches and taking all of their land and now you have the king and his family right. and her mother Morgane found a like a spell basically that would kill the king and all of his children whether legitimate or illegitimate would kill all of his kids and it's right. it's a rumor that he has 26 I think or yeah. yeah 26 kids yeah but the way just because it's a Don Blanche it's a balance right all of their magic is a give and a take so for her to end end the king's line she would have to end her own line and the way to do that would be to give birth and kill her own offspring and that is Lou so So Lou was basically born and raised knowing that on her 16th birthday she would be sacrificed for her sisters which in the witches I don't mean like actually blood relatives I mean like her coven coven. and she would be sacrificed to save all of her sisters and they would be able to like then live freely yeah and yeah. It got to the point on like her 16th birthday where she realized like she wanted to live and she didn't want to be sacrificed. And, yeah. Yes. And did her could a mother really love her if she was willing to kill her own child? And it was this, you know, Their so she ran away on her 16th birthday. Super interesting. And anyways, I just love that moment because oh, it's like it. a so important to lose character for us to understand why she's here. And the and, plot, all of it, yeah. Yeah, the plot. Is it yeah, it's a huge um, part. Okay, so... Okay, so one of my favorite parts of this entire book... Yes. And I was a little taken by surprise is this very hot sex scene oh, on the roof. Oh, it was so good. Between Lou and Reed. Yes. I mean... Yeah, I loved it. It was... It was hot. Yes. <laughs> so by the time we get to the sex scene, we've like, they're like, you know, comfortable with each other. We are very yes. much feeling the feelings. We, you know, and I honestly didn't know if we were going to go full sex scene. I didn't know if it was like agreed, a fade to agreed. black. I, I didn't, didn't know if it was going to we go on. Yeah. I had no idea if we were going to go all the way. And it was so good. I, okay. It was so good. And like, well, I really love it because it's so different than like, I feel like so often like the woman is the virgin and it's so annoying. Yes. And this time Reed was the one who was inexperienced and he didn't know what was going on. I love that it was like he was the vulnerable one. Cause you're yeah. right. Like it's so often like the girl and she's a virgin yes. and that's like somehow very hot and desirable, yes. which is like, ew. And right. this time like Lou has had sex before and Reed has not yes. because he's this pious 
yes. holy night. And like, right. And the way that she even like thinks about it is like, uh, she's like, without saying it, kind of like begging him to touch her. And then he yeah. is like, I need you to ask me. I need you to say the words. Yes. Which like, yes, consent. Thank yes, you. Yes, consent. We love like, consent. I need you to say the words and ask me. And she says, touch me. And he said, that's not a question. I need you to ask me. And she's like, oh my God, fine, fine. And she like go, says it in this way. She's like, yes, okay. Like I need, you know, my ass needs grabbing. I need you to touch right, me here, right. blah, blah, blah. And he's like very taken aback by it. And in that moment, he like looks really like nervous and embarrassed. And she's like, oh my God, he's the version he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm yeah. being a bitch. And then she, like, sits on his lap and, like, takes charge and does this whole yeah. thing and teaches him. Takes and it's, charge. like, so good. And then at the end, he it's takes charge. So and you're like, good. yes, Reed. Yeah, it's really Yes. Good. Let me just say, Reed caught on fast. I will tell Ooh. you that. Like, he, <laughs> he caught was on very a quick fast. learner. He, he flipped her over. He went, I was like, yes. And I was so, I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad that it went there. Because I feel like oh, that's I realistic. I totally like, agree. I'm glad I just wasn't like, oh, he grabbed her boob. And then they got interrupted. Yeah. And then it was like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. Okay, come on. They're, they're two, like, consenting adults semi-older adults. teenagers whatever uh, can we just and... think of them as like 25 i can't think of them as teenagers okay right, fine. Right. they're adults i and i also think it was it was by the time we got there i felt like we were at a realistic emotional point i didn't yeah. think it was rushed me too, me too. i felt I like did. we got there in a, a good way um and i think they had been vulnerable in other ways and before we got Agreed. there so okay here for so that, that happens, here for that we have like all of those emotional stakes <sighs> okay oh god the ending so then Woo! we go from <laughs> We're really getting there emotionally. And then everything just goes, just Everything goes, goes, to, goes shit. to shit. Okay. It goes to shit. But in a really fun way, also as a reader at the same time. Okay. The end of this book yeah. is wild. Wild. Okay. So we're at the ending. Yes. I think it's all events lead to. Reed off dealing with a, an issue with these, these uh-huh. women who actually are just a yeah. distraction um, for the Chaucer's. Yeah. And the Archbishop yes. taking Lou to a street play. A, a street performer yes. play. <laughs> and just, just, just a nice little just street a, play. Um, Just a fun street performance. And then they get there and they're like, oh, what's the play called? Uh, Something something Archbishop. And then (laughs) pretty much the play is about the Archbishop. And the plot pretty much reveals to us. Us us the reader. And Lou. uh, That the Archbishop uh, fell in love with and impregnated Morgane. Yes. Is Lou's father. Yeah. Just a good little holy boy. Yeah. Just a God-fearing. Your run-of-the-mill. Abiding. Yeah. Holy leader. Shacking it up with the head <laughs> of the La Dame Blanches. Casual. It's casual. fine. Very casual. So, BT dubs. Yes. Just tacking on to this whole, like, her finding out that the archbishop is her father. There is a scene where um, she runs into the archbishop and she, and she notices that he's his hands are sticky and his mouth is full and he has a sticky <gasps> bun in his hand. Oh, I didn't know that. A sticky bun. As I was reading that, I was like, the sticky first bun. scene that we see her in the book, she is stuffing her face with sticky buns. She loves buns. sticky buns. She and loves... it ends up being her father and I'm like, that's oh, actually like that's a really cute, cute kind I, of it like, is a good writer. Time. little kind of thing to tie in. And she asks for a Bible and actually he gives her one of his own Bibles. Yeah. And which is like... That's very sweet. It was just like a sweet like moment. He ends up being an asshole. So... Right. Like not... Doesn't make up for anything. No, but... but It was kind of a little like like Easter egg. Yes. Of like father. Yes. Totes. Um, Um, Okay. So that happens. That's a big reveal. But we actually don't really get to like feel it that much because the witch's attack. Yeah. It's a whole... There's a lot lot going on. And the witch who was burned at the stake, her sister, her actual blood sister, comes to get revenge on Lou and Reed. Yeah. So pretty much she 
attacks Reed and Lou, and Lou is forced to use her magic in front of Reed. And then he's like, wait, wait, what? How did you happen? know? What's happened? <laughs> what? How? What? Yeah. Right. So this is the reveal to Reed that she is a witch. He didn't know this whole time. Yeah. And he does he's... not handle it well. It doesn't go well. Uh, he, it doesn't, that's an understatement. He doesn't take it well. <laughs> doesn't Let's take just it say that. well or lightly. He says like some really not okay things, but to me the worst thing was pretty much he says to her, you are not my wife. Mm. Like, I don't know who you are. You're not my <gasps> wife. So then mm. she runs away, of course, as you would. Right. And pretty much she runs away, gets kidnapped by her mother. By who her is mother. like, oh, look, this all worked out perfectly. I could just take her. exactly what I yeah. wanted. Hello, um, daughter. <laughs> and then Ansel, who at up to this point has been like this sweet, like... I love yeah, Ansel. Little, little mouse of yeah. a boy. Very so sweet. He is the one in this scene that is the like... The voice of reason. Telling Reed how it is, and it's so good. And he says to Reed, you are a coward. Yeah. And then he keeps saying, she's my friend, she's my friend. And then um, it, Reed is saying like, no, she's a witch. And, and then he finds out that Ansel knew. He's like, why didn't you tell anyone? Why didn't you say anything? And he said, I was trying to keep her safe. Yeah. And because she's my yeah. friend. And then mm. he says, I watched her burn already. Yeah. She doesn't deserve to burn at the stake twice. <gasps> like I watched yeah. her do that already for the because other witch. Because she took the pain from the other witch. Yeah. And like, and then, she's already literally burned at the yes. stake or figuratively. He, the way he really convinces, like gets Reed to see, Reed to see reason is he's like, she will die. Uh-huh. Like she is out there without protection. They took her. She's going to die unless we do something about this. Right. And she's still Lou and you care about her. Right. And then he goes on this, you know, mental journey of things. And then we get this just lovely, this loveliness from Reed. And he's like, um, I loved her despite everything, despite the lies, the betrayal, the hurt, despite the Archbishop and Morgane LeBlanc, despite my own brothers. I don't, I didn't know if she returned that love and I didn't care. If she was destined to burn in hell, I would burn with her. And then he was like, no, Luke isn't going to die, Ansel. We're going to find her. <gasps> yeah. Yes. So then they go find her. Find her. Which is a but, whole other saga. Which is, shit hits the fan. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. They devise a plan. They're going to go save Lou from her mother. It's him. It's Ansel. It's Coco. Coco's it's there. Yeah. Madame LaBelle. They meet yeah. up with her. Mama they LaBelle. Find, Reed finds out that that's his mother. It's a whole thing. Not a Beauregard. Oh, Bo is there. Bo, Bo is there. Oh, love. Oh, good. That's right. I He's love there. Bo. We got to talk about He's, Bo later. I have something to say about Bo. Bo is one of the king's sons. <laughs> they all go. They're like, we're going to go save Lou. <laughs> it's a ragtag team. Here we and go. They, and they show up to save Lou and At this big party. Gets the fan. Yeah. It's, it's a big like ceremony. It's when Big Titty Liddy comes out. Big Titty oh, Liddy. Then with the big titty Liddy. I cannot. Okay. So Okay, but let's do like highlights from yes. the ending. Yeah. So they decide that like they need to like, you know, work as a team. They've got to divide and conquer. Yes, so they split up. is like, okay, I'm gonna Go over here, create a diversion. I'll give you the signal. Then you've got Bo and Ansel and Reed who are like waiting and waiting, waiting for the signal. Meanwhile, Morgane is performing some like big ritual in front of all of her sister coven. And you've got Lou hanging up by the altar, That's floating terrible. in the air. And she's doing like Bishop a back bend. Like her side. fingers and her toes are both touching the ground. Oh, yeah. That and was her bizarre. neck is out Ugh. so they can cut it. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. 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 Did we mention that she's also captured the Archbishop? Because she has. Oh, yeah. So also Archbishop oh, is there. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also there. the Archbishop is there. That's important. So, yeah. um, P.S. That Morgane has like presented to Lou as like a, look, I love you and I'm going to oh, kill your father because he abandoned so you. And Lou is like, the fuck like, is happening You're a right psychopath. You are insane. You are it's a psychopath. Such a bad Truly so then, so then um, they're waiting for the signal from Madame LaBelle. It doesn't come. And Reed is like, okay, yeah. we got to move on our own. I was like, come on! 
on, come on, come on. Um, so Madame Labelle's been captured by Morgane, and Ooh. so we're waiting for the signal, like, and pretty oh. much they're like. Where's the signal? And then the person who's supposed to give them the signal is, like, dragged on stage with a knife to her throat. Dragged and on they're stage. Like, like, well, shit, I guess the signal's not coming. So there's the signal. So, long story short, Madame LaBelle gets stabbed yes. uh, by Morgane. And Coco, like, jumps on top of Morgane to try and, like, steal the knife from her. And Lou, in, like, a moment of lucidity from all the, like, paralyzing drugs she's on is like save Coco and in that moment that she says that like it makes um Coco lose her like she gets distracted and um Morgane grabs a knife and like puts it to Lou's throat and goes to slash it and Reed blacks out like that's how he describes it the way that she writes it is so cool so good he sees a single gold thread and the gold thread goes from Lou to the archbishop and he doesn't really think about it he just latches onto it and the next thing he knows he has the knife and he's killing the archbishop yes wild and you're like what the hell just happened like as a reader you're like what "What just happened yeah you're like wait what what? well also because because she doesn't she like actually sets her throat open like she's dying yes and then she actually kills she kills her lou is dying yeah and then and then he's like no screaming blacks out and that's when reed blacks out and then he like comes to and he's like killed his pretty much his father, her actual father, his father it's figure. Pretty much right. his and father. then he's like, wait, what? And looks over and her neck is like closing itself and she's breathing and she's like coming back Wild. to life. But then the Archbishop's dead. Oh, and then at this convenient time, Jean-Luc and the other Chaucer's run in just in time to see him kill the Archbishop. Oh, just like, right. Yeah, yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Right. Um, well, and so that makes him realize he has magic. Yes. Like, yeah. So that's the the other big reveal. Reveal. It's, like, it's a pattern. but we don't even right. really have time for him to acknowledge it. He's just like, go, no, go, get no him out, time. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like so they all get out. It's wild. Yeah. Oh, and also he saves his mom, Madame Labelle. Oh, right. Yes. He's like Coco, save her, save her, and that's where we right. see her use blood and honey to save her. She uses her blood yes. and honey. Oh, yeah, because she has that's a mortal right. wound. Blood and honey and for a Dom Rouge to heal. She has to give her own blood plus honey. honey, honey, apparently. Okay, let's talk about the final the final talk between Reed and Lou where he kind of... It's so sweet. Knows who, knows who she is now and... Ugh. He starts that conversation. He just looks at her and he's like, why are you not mad at me? Like, yeah. why are, I don't understand. Like, you should be so mad. Like, I left you. I didn't protect you. Yeah. I did all these shitty things. And she... And she's like, no, like, I knew who you were when I fell in love with you. Like, this is not, it's okay, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, all these understanding sweet things. And then he goes on this thing. It's, under, it's so sweet. And he's like, it's so I don't ever wonderful. want to be parted from you again. And uh, where you go, I will go. It's a whole Gilmore Girls song. Oh, well, I, 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 such a Gilmore I love Girls. the understanding they have at the yes. end of it. Where it's yeah. like, I, I, I understand who you are. It's different from what I've always believed but sure. I'm, I'm accepting it yes. and I love you as a person and who you are and I, I understand that this that your magic is a part of the package so we end book one that way <laughs> and so, oh no wait so, one more thing that happens in book one they're like we need some help in stopping Morgane oh and Coco's oh, right. like you know maybe we should go see my aunt and like hmm Coco who's your aunt and she's like oh she's the head of the Dom Rouges like, oh, good to know. <laughs> and then it's like into the book. Boom. Like black, Done. like mic drop. Fade to black. Close the book. Curtain down. Yeah. Okay, okay. so let's move on okay. to book two. Book two. Okay, yes. All right. So 
Now we are diving into book two, which spoiler warning, obviously, we're talking all things blood and honey. Yep. Um, also, I feel like I need to give a PSA because um, we, as a group, as a trio, really enjoyed reading Serpent and Dove, as yes. you've heard in part one of this episode. Um, blood and Honey, as I'm sure many of you have probably heard from various reviews, doesn't have as high of ratings. Yeah. And we felt that. Yes. <laughs> in reading we did. the series. But that being said, if you loved this book, that's great. We yes. love the characters. Mm-hmm. We were not crazy about most of the book. We yeah. loved the ending and we are very excited about book three. We yeah. respect and love Shelby and yes. really, really love the world that she has created. We uh-huh. just had some issues with this book. And yes, which we're definitely not alone with that totally um our history with this book is as such we oh. actually all immediately picked up blood and honey yep. because we loved it because we love surfing dove so much yeah and we actually all ended up dnfing blood and honey the first time around we just true, true fact. after serpent and dove it was just like we just ugh, we all just had a really hard time we just kind of all kept putting it down but um then when Gods and Monsters came out and we saw that the reviews are really good and there yes. was a lot of hype for this book, um, we decided to give it another try. And I'm actually really glad that we did because I, I liked it a lot more the second time around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is very slow. But what Christina discovered actually makes a lot of sense and actually explains a lot of the issues that we have with this Christina book. Christina did some little private investigating and... Um, yes. So... So pretty much I um, had heard around and read around just on like like Goodreads, Bookstagram, Reddit, things. People kept referencing, well, because it was orig- this book was originally a duology or this should have been mm-hmm. kept a duology. And I, I, I was trying really hard to figure out if that was fact or if people just assumed it should have been a duology because that's so common now that we feel like middle book is filler. So went on a little bit of a deep, deep dive on the interwebs. You um, did. <laughs> so... I found an interview with with Shelby Maharin. Um, this is with uh, YA Book Central uh, in mm-hmm. 2019. This is like a, 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 a press for Serpent and Dove. They say, what's up next for you? And she says, at the moment, I'm still working on the sequel for Serpent and Dove. Though it's a planned duology, I have material for a third. So hopefully the world and these characters will keep me busy for a few years. So it was a planned duology. Interesting. From the beginning, mm-hmm. she said she mm-hmm. had material for a third, but like from the beginning, this was a duology. So that being said, that I makes feel a like lot it, of sense. I feel like it makes a lot of sense, and that's the way the book reads. Yeah, it makes so much yeah. sense. It's Christina was like, "Here's a summary for Blood and Honey." Yeah, nothing happens. Uh-huh. Oh, and then nothing more happens. Yeah. But then a lot of shit happens yeah. in like a yeah. hundred pages. Um, yeah. So it's like, which is really accurate. It's very accurate for I think, the book. Okay, so I will say yeah. it's very much a middle syndrome book in that it a lot of things are dragged out. The pacing is very slow. She's setting up for the third book. It's essentially it all that it is. And it felt almost like the end was where we were supposed to end up uh-huh. to get to where we need to be for book three. But we had to yeah. stretch the journey to get there to be 350 pages. Like, right. we're so, literally in the same emotional place, just traveling around, looking for people, like, recruiting people mm-hmm. for 350 To ally against pages. more game. Yeah. But, like, we're in the same emotional place, going through the same emotional journey. Nothing really gets resolved. 
Well, and they're right. and they're separated for part of okay, the book. Okay, that was a big and thing. I was like, why did we separate them almost immediately? Because, because but I think that helped. I think that probably helped with the like keeping them in the emotional place they needed to be. Keeping in. Like, them in the emotional them. place. She's like, what can I do? Because to... if they're together, they're gonna work it out. They can't work it out. Right, they're gonna I work need it out. Them to yeah. be fighting the whole fucking book. Yeah. I think this yeah. was probably all. This could have all cohesively been the first twenty five percent of the last book, of the second. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Because literally, like, nothing happens. Well, and I think that's probably maybe what it was originally, and then it was like, oh yeah. well, no, make it three, and that's how you do it. But agreed. I guess I think it's thinking about it like that. It makes more sense reading it on its own. But even no, even then, no, it doesn't. Because if <laughs> yeah, that I mean, is, it doesn't okay, really track. The actual plot points that happen in a book are like maybe, okay, maybe we had like six things that happened. Like spread them out evenly. Give us something. It just, it felt so, it felt like there were different characters. Like it felt well, it, so weird. It did. It did. Oh, that's, it, so it did. That's, they did feel like different yeah. characters. What really bothered me the most was Reed and this stark contrast kind of, and like the verbal kind of abuse that he would use towards Lou. Oh, okay. Like, calling her, you know, erratic, and he really kind of treated her her magic as a monster, which, in the first book, I was very, I was very like, yeah, this is so Matthias and Nia, Nina, because yeah. he eventually comes to accept her. In book two, it did not feel like Matthias and Nina. It felt like somebody who is stuck in a loveless marriage and doesn't know how to escape. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how it felt to me. It felt yeah. like they both just didn't know how to love and accept each other and they were just trying to hold on to like the shreds of like what they used to think of each other. Well, and I think that's because that's, we it, never it saw so... them communicate. They didn't actually speak to each we other never until saw the end of the book. And at the end of the book when they talked, it was like, oh yeah. my God, thank you. You're speaking to each other like humans. I, don't, I mean, I think they, I think they both went through a journey on this book and it was not, it was not always fun to read about. I think that's um, a big point. Yeah. And I think that's really what it was. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't really necessarily think it's like, oh, what he said or what she said or whatever, but he did was like right or wrong because that's not really the point of it. And that's not really up to us to like say whatever. But to me, it just, it, they went through a journey and I respect the journey and I understand it, but it wasn't fun for the reader. I agree. To, to go through with them because it just seemed like, what are y'all doing together? Like you, yeah. You don't seem to enjoy each other. You don't seem to respect each other. You're challenging each other in really weird ways that it's, like, very yeah. uncomfortable yeah. to read about. Kind of like, like a power dynamic. Yeah, it felt super, like, the power dynamic was on both sides, to be honest. Like, very uncomfortable. Like I think that yeah. I think that's a good way of saying it, Kim. Like, it just wasn't fun for the reader. And I think part of that is pacing and lack of plot development, which makes their character development seem disjointed. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt like book one, we had a really clear character development arc. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yes. I think that's why it was so confusing. And, we, and things were happening. Yeah. Marriage of convenience. We we learn to respect and love each other. Oh, we find out we're enemies. There's a moment of strife. Yes. But we learn to accept each other. These were the like clear and in, points. We left yeah. at a good place. We'd resolved it. We left at a good place. And then all of a sudden we start off at the beginning here and it's like, we have two or three chapters of like, oh, we're kind of happy, but there's a lot we're hiding from each other emotionally. Yeah. And I and I, I understand that maybe like that's because they don't have a traditional marriage because Which yes. I, I just I that don't know. Was like, also it's the just, other hard part is like they're not really married and yeah. they were never really like together. Right. So this whole their whole relationship like, is yeah. you can't put like a yeah. label on it because yeah. they weren't really married and they weren't 
they never really actually said they were like in a relationship with each other, even yeah. though they were. But like they, it's hard to know. put like realistic. Well, but at the end of at the end of book one, I think what's important, regardless of like whether or not it's like a real marriage, they felt like they were together. Yeah, yeah. Which right. as a reader, you accept. Right. And then we're like, are five pages in, and we're backtracking. Yeah. It just, I think this one really just felt disjointed. I think it has a lot to do with the pacing. Well, but, and the fact um, that nothing happened, like, so like, like we pr- literally we split up. Which literally nothing. Literally, we, we were in the woods. We were uh, rambling around the woods. We, we were with the Dom Rouges. We were looking for a missing kid. We were. I was like, uh, what are we doing? And then it was like, you know what will be a good idea to get to get us allies the fastest? Let's join a traveling circus and like perform <laughs> every night and like uh, like but, I, what. What are we doing? One of, but uh. Lou and Reed's lack of character development was in some ways made up for by the other by our new supporting characters. characters who were wonderful. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I wonderful. was like, I was all about reading Ansel, Coco, Bo, Coco, Bo, and Ansel. Oh, Bo, Bo, Bo is the MVP. Okay, Let, wait, let's just be. Can honest. I just tell you my Bo thing really quick? I, I was going to say yeah. this for book three theories, but I'm just going to tell you right now. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if you guys know this little tea. But spill it, sis. Spill Shelby's it. son. No. Shelby's son's name is Bo. <gasps> Bo, the character really? was named after her son. So, Aww. and she has said on Instagram, like, "Oh, guys, get ready for like Bo's character arc." So I think he's gonna go like really far in book three. I think it's gonna be a big, a big thing. Oh, I'm yeah. excited! <gasps> I love yeah. Bo. Me too. I me love too. Bo. Also, he was like the comedic relief we needed. But it gives me like faith that we're going somewhere with the character that it's her son's name. Love like, that. Yeah. Also, just like small tangent because clearly on this on this podcast we're really tangenting. While writing this book, she had three kids under four at home. She was like, <gasps> I wrote this book every night at like when they all were asleep. I couldn't do it at nap time because like it was not wait, possible. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Can wait. I three kids under four? Yeah, that's, three kids yeah. under four. Yeah. And she wrote a book. Can I book? just tell yeah. you? Like All right, you know what? Never mind. Like I, <laughs> I was trying to put away dishes today. I was legit trying to just unload the dishwasher at like dinner time. And I had two kids. And I was thinking, I don't know how these people with six kids do it. Because I, I am done. So no, I'm I, done. Oh, wait, I sorry. Have two. She didn't write Blood and Honey. She wrote Serpent and Dove when they were all under four. I don't know how old they are now. But like, okay, that, that's all... even that's even more impressive. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give her some grace on this book because <laughs> that her my mental health would not be conducive to writing a book. Yeah, period. And I only have two, and no, pass. She was or, like, I can pass. write during nap time because I need to like get back in the world. Like, I would have to be like when they're when they all went to bed every night. Oh wow. my god, Shelby, yeah. you fucking rock star. <laughs> okay, that was a tangent. I'm sorry. Back. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, okay, so we love Coco, we love, we love Bo. Bo. I felt like in so many ways he was a saving grace. Like in, in some of these moments between like Lou and Reed, which we've already talked about, that were like so tension-driven so and like yeah. angsty, Bo would like pop in with like a, yeah. a, ha, 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 like, a little yes. joke. Yeah. And I loved it. I'm just going to flirt with Coco like, and annoy the gee, shit out of her. I'm going to be silly. And then it would totally break everything totally. up and it was great. Also, it was really um, fun seeing Coco like be a princess. Yes. Like, I kind of forget I know, that she's I a princess. Seeing, she's so fucking fun. I, like, I loved her getting, like, more I character. More. I still wanted yeah, more. Yeah, I wanted more. Um, mainly because I felt like this whole book, she was just there to, like, save them. Like, I wanted her yeah. to have something. It was like, Same. oh, okay, I used too much magic. I did something stupid and, like, sacrificed myself for something and did a stupid thing yeah. with magic I should have Coco, where's Coco? Coco will save me. Yeah. Like, I just, it felt like. No, Christina, you're right. Like, almost all of Coco's scenes were, like, her big moments were after Lou loses her shit. Yeah. 
And then Coco, like, comes in and is like, it's okay. This is why Lou did what she did. Yeah, like, I'm like, going to explain it. I wanted her yeah. to have her own Which thing. Which sucks because, like, when, when Coco actually has her true moments of, like, just herself. She's amazing. I really enjoy reading her. See, but this is another reason why I think it's the duology thing. I think her big arc is probably in the next book. And she couldn't. Yeah. yeah. She, she had to have it happen a certain time. Hopefully, I'm hoping because I oh. love Coco. Okay. But then we have Sweet Ansel. Oh, Angel. Sweet Way Ansel. Okay, so. Very sweet. So that scene, though, they when they They were so kissed, shitty to him. Oh, They did yeah. him dirty in this book. They did him dirty. The scene when they kissed, y'all, was rough to read. Oh, that was hard to. That was so hard. rough. I was, like, cringing while I was me reading. Too. And I was like, I don't like this. I, I, I don't like I, this. Like, and he's really like, and he's like you it. flirted with me. You led me on. And I was like. Oh, my God. And then Whoa. she's like, I just had to kiss you to make sure. Oh, my God. And poor Coco, like. Girl, I feel you though. Don't fake like you know. Agreed. Like that's don't not, fake it. It was a hard situation. It's a hard all balance, around. but like, like she didn't do anything wrong. But also like, oh god, it was so. It was rough. hard. Um, I loved Gabby. That Gabby, was rough. I loved Gabby. Oh, that was so. Rough. When she went Sad. missing, when she really... went missing, I literally was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Me too. I, I was like, was why so give upset. her to us I was like, and take her away? Why? Yes, like why even introduce her and then she it's like, so oh, cute. she's gone. She's I just gone. love how she, like, I was she like, called wait. everyone on their shit. She didn't let anyone get away with anything. And, like, I mean, then she's... The only thing I can think is that she was the only, like, redeeming or person we cared about in that camp. Like, no one else. That's yeah. true. Everyone else yeah, was terrible. That's true. So, like, yeah, if, if she wasn't there, we would just be like, fuck all, fuck everyone there. I mean, like, we certainly yeah, don't like uh, fucking... Other than that, it's just Nicolina. Nicolina. And, like, wait, can we talk about Nicolina? Shit. She's terrifying. She is... She terrifies Terrifying. the shit out of me. Oh, she's super crazy. interesting. She's like those grim fairy tales. Like she's yeah, she's oh, yeah. I picture her like in this like oh she she's she's Ooh. creepy and like very she's like creepy as fuck like like wraithy yeah very but, like, wraithy ghost wraithy not um not like um the wraith in Six of Crows right like, like right scary wraithy like almost like decay like almost yeah. like I don't know like decay like, and like gaunt like, like very everything thin. out of her mouth I was like. oh, Stop speaking. Like, so it's scary. the stuff of nightmares. Like yeah. she's like little Let mouth, me tell you, little everything mouth. out of like, everything out of her mouth, I was highlighting and I was dissecting <laughs> because I was like, this shit is gonna come up later. No, I and think I was it like, was gibberish. I think it was gibberish. It was gibberish. Yes. It, was gibberish. it was gibberish. Unless it comes up in third book, because you know me, Sherlock Holmes. I know, here. girl. I was highlighting, dissecting, oh, saving it in a separate file. I was just like, I was like, creepy skin, creepy dog. <laughs> the very end, the though, sh- the very end, though, Lou does realize that Nicolina was saying like they're the ma- or well, uh, like because the mice, Lou is the, the mouse, 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 mouse game, mouse. and they're the cat. But a so, lot like, of times, yeah. she said a lot of other. But I, I think I think Shelby did that on purpose so that you wouldn't take what she oh, was saying about right. Lou being the mouse yeah. seriously. Right. She was trying you're to right. like discount Nicolina and be like, she's crazy. Who cares what she's saying? She's talking gibberish. Yeah. Because then when right. she would tell her, like, oh Lou, you're a little mouse, you're a little mouse. I was like, shut up, Nicolina. Like, like, Nicolina. We don't have time. Jesus. And then it was like, oh. Yes. Like you, that's why I that's why I told you guys, like, I was like, you will never see the ending yes. coming because you totally discount everything Nicolina. You're like, Okay, shut up. Who cares? Exactly. And oh. that's such good writing because I did yeah. that. Exactly. I was like, okay, Nicolina, can we just, okay, I get it. She's a Can mouse. we move on? Yeah, yeah. You're creepy. I don't, um, can you please go? Uh, okay. So let's so, let's discuss the common theme in this book that I want to talk about yes. is the, the journey mm-hmm. that Reed and Lou go on with their, their magic. Oh, magic. And it magic. is 
two very separate paths, two very Honestly, difficult like and emotional paths. Biggest arc. A journey it is. A journey it is. Um, yes, it is a it is a journey. Separate together, uh, separate again. It's a lot. So it's a lot. Okay. Uh, first of all, Lou. Let's let's talk about Lou first. Okay. So. Yeah. Lou's like descent into darkness, I guess is how we're, can yeah. we can call it. Can we take that word for a second? Because this actually confused me. Yeah. They keep talking about her descent as if it's like a term that they've talked about before, but they haven't, right? So I think that we're supposed to get like, we like got clues that it's like slowly but surely she's going to turn into her mom. She's, she's turning, into, she's turning into her mother. Like she's going to like become dark mother. like her mom. That's what they mean. They mean she's okay. like it, descending it, it, into I guess more from the verbiage. It sounded like they, it was like a definition of something that I hadn't. No, no, they they do make it sound like, oh, here she goes, and it's like, okay, it's like, what do you mean? Goes where? Like, where she goes? Where? Yeah, and it's like you know, and we're like, no, we no. don't, and they're like, no, you do. I do and it's think like, that okay. was confusing. I guess that was my my confusion was is her descent into darkness like mm-hmm. if she uses magic at all, it's inevitable she's gonna like it's gonna be too much because no matter what, no. it's gonna take from her. Like, what is the cutoff? Like, freezing a lake no, too much. No, I think much. it has to like, do with intent. doing this, not enough. Like, I, like, what's the cutoff? Yeah. Well, I, okay, first of all, I shouldn't speak because I, I think it's very unclear. Yeah. Part of the writing issue. Um, but I, but from what I gathered, it had more to do with the intent of her using her magic. And what Coco Reed saw, basically, her using her, most of the way that she used her magic was to, like, save someone, save him, save Coco, save herself. And it comes at a price. Reed doesn't like the price, period, end of story. I don't agree with the way that Reed told her, I don't want you using your magic. Okay. Because mm-hmm. when he told her that, it ends up becoming a much worse situation. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But when I was reading it, what I gathered from Coco talking about Lou was that Lou is losing sight of. I guess the overall picture okay. and she's seeing like the immediate thing and what she wants to protect and save, but at what cost and at what cost to her soul. But like, so it kind of goes into this whole idea of like the greater good is killing one person actually. Okay. Like even know. if you save, yeah. I just think people, like, it's and that's so like a big so, philosophical question, but like, but no, like, I feel like magic is so subjective and I don't feel like, Everyone was freaking out about her yeah. using her magic. And I was like, okay, everyone needs to chill. She's fine. Right. So my- and then towards the end, when she lit Coco on, on fire, fire, then I was like, okay, now we've lost it. So I you agree. guys have been freaking her out this whole See, book. And I, again, really- I hate to say this, but I think that was probably the point when people did start freaking out. If this was one yeah. fucking book. Yeah. But, okay. but no, but you know, know. Christina, you're correct. Like this was, I think that was my biggest problem with the f- whole first two parts of the book was everyone freaked out whenever Lou used her magic. Magic, And to me, most of it was justified. Reed's about to be killed by a bunch of werewolves. Yeah, f- if that was Do my it. husband, yeah, fucking shit, I'm going to freeze the earth. Yeah. I'm going to save yeah. my husband. And everyone's like, like Lou, the, no. This is like where it's too far. I just like don't understand what the... Okay, so here's my big thing on the magic. Is like, can someone please... Where, where is Hogwarts? Can someone please yes. teach us how to use magic well? They're like, please, <laughs> Lou, use your magic safely. How? How do I do that? No How? one's ever shown her. And then they're like, Reed, just do it. Just just figure it out. He's like, how? The only example I have is Lou putting Coco on fire and dying in the Archbishop. Like, give them good examples. Someone right, teach them how right, to use their right, magic. Right. No one teaches them how to do it. Like, you know who would have been good at God. that? Madame LaBelle. 
Which, yes. which, which is so crazy to me. It's like, I'm like, want to pull my hair out. Like when Lou, like literally having to do with hair, for example. And she's like, well, I need to change my hair color. Cause like everyone will recognize me. And he's like, well, don't use magic. And she's just like, okay, rolls her eyes. Like, okay, fine. I won't use magic. So then Bo, Bo, I love Bo. This is, I, this is a great Bo moment. Bo's like, well, me and all my paramours. I've seen a lot of my like prostitute girlfriends yeah, yeah. color their hair. Oh so he's like, it's let me mix this little yeah. contraption together. And she rubs it on her hair and it literally burns her scalp. Oh, so and her, like hair starts to fall out. It's not funny in the moment. I was literally reading that going, are you fucking shitting me? white, which is her mom's hair Very color. Very confused. No, it turns white. But like the overall, but the biggest issue with that is that you best to believe if Ben, listeners, my husband, if Ben told me, I don't want you to dye your hair with magic, you better use the old shit, and my hair started to fall out, I would have a divorce so fast. <laughs> she got, wouldn't even know. She oh got so mad at that him. Was so she funny. was like, are you fucking kidding me? No one talk like, to me. Yeah. Like, literally, so, she was so literally. pissed. Literally. I also, as we all would I would have been pissed too. My hair is falling out. I feel like we, we glazed over that in the book, and then we just kept going. And I was later like, is her hair still a pixie cut? Is it white? Like, how do I picture her now? I don't know how to is picture her anymore. Pixie I don't understand cut? what's going on. Like, I, and I, I just <laughs> started honestly be like, well, I'm just going to picture her hair the way it was because I don't want to picture yeah. her with a pixie cut white hair. And I just didn't. But I guess that's how she was. Well, it's like, book. we don't picture, we don't picture Rowan with white hair, but that's what he has. But or we just like, choose not to picture, picture him that way. Like, huh. Lorcan with like hair to yeah. his, just like, you know, past the shoulders. Yeah, True. right, like right, right, right. Um, okay. We don't, we don't like it. No. But anyways, we just skipped the hair. Um, okay. So we skip the hair. So, but I, I did think that it's moments like that where the read, it felt like a, a not balanced because we, we left book one with him being right. like, I love you, where you go, I will go, where you lead, I will follow, Gilmore Girls. Right, very and Gilmore Girls. Then, well, he wanted, to, he wanted to be with her, but he just didn't want to see that side of her. Well, and I guess... And that's unfortunate because that's just too yeah, damn bad. I think, I think what it... His, his struggle... With his own magic in this book makes so much sense to me. And that is what I feel like is the heart of what his struggle in this book should have been. Yes. It was frustrating, a frustrating plot point to see it leak over into uh-huh. Lou. And I feel like mainly because we left book one with him accepting her as a witch. Yeah. And then we get uh-huh. to book two and it's not just him accepting himself the like that we're dealing with, it's him now accepting her again. Yes. Which I didn't yeah. understand. Which I have a really, I kept thinking about this quote from Throne of Glass. And uh-huh. it's Dorian talking to Kale. Oh, I love it. And it's after um, they both find out that Selena is actually Aelin and that she's Faye. And Dor and Kale can't accept it. And he has this prejudice built in him since he was a child. But Dorian has his own magic, so obviously Dorian accepts right. Aelin. Right. And he says, um, you cannot pick and choose what parts of her to love, just as you cannot pick which parts of me you accept. And yes. I, <laughs> that's why we stand Dorian. But... This is why in this podcast, we <laughs> love Dorian. We love him. This is why like, in this It's home, so true though. Like if you cannot pick we and choose which parts of somebody Dorian. to love. Yes. If you, if this is a person you've chosen to be with, you either love them or you like, you can you can work through things. You can not maybe like a part of a person or want to work through a part with somebody, but you can't have such 
it, it felt like such judgment towards somebody. It was very different than Nina and Matthias in my mind because Matthias never told Nina to not use her magic. Well, but Matthias, Matthias also never had to deal with himself having magic. I think all of this comes from him dealing with I his agree. own personal I think it's turmoil. A, I think it really is, and, and like we said, it and is maybe really that wasn't unfortunate. Explained well in the book. That's what I'm saying. I think the, I think the undercurrent of all of it should have been his own journey, and instead, right. I agree. And instead, I think it was too much projection. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, I think that the undercurrent of all of it should have been about his journey, not about how like I'm now not accepting her again. Yeah. like it just should have been about him dealing with his own thing, which would have been much more interesting to read. Agreed. I also think that really, like, if we think about it, there were a lot of times. That Lou, like, s- stop forcing him to do magic. Like, there's a part where she yeah. literally makes him a marionette yeah. and, like, forces him to move around even though he yeah, doesn't want to. Yeah, I didn't to. like, and, like that. that. fight where she's, like, forcing him to do magic. Like, this is not the way to make him want to use his yeah. magic. Of course he doesn't want to use I it. I really... This is terrible. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, when I read that scene in the bar, in yeah, the pub, yeah. I was very frustrated with Reed. Oh, interesting. Because I, I was, like, at that... Up to that point, I had heard him just be so judgmental against Lou. She had burned all of her hair off because she wouldn't use magic because she was, I felt like she was walking on eggshells around him so much yeah. that it, it it was hurting her. It was hurting the group. And then they get to the scene where it's literally life and death and he still won't use his magic and she's afraid to use her magic in front of him. And I was so frustrated with Reed because I was like, if you would just accept her, if she wasn't so afraid of you judging her, yeah. she could mm. she could just handle this whole and situation. And that's so true, yeah. It is but, very true. But when I, after we talked about it, I also realized, because at that moment when she took over his body, I was like, fuck, just do something. Like, I don't care. Well, like, but then when I think back on it, I realize you can't take agency over someone exactly. else's Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's weird that I have to say that, but when I look back that. on it, when I'm not mad at Reed, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was Can fucked up. give him one example of magic being used positively? Literally one. The only time yeah. he's ever used his magic, he killed his father figure. Like, of course right. he's going to be traumatized by it. Like, the only time he sees her doing it, she, like, like messes things up well like, i just no you know what's frustrating is that his mom wasn't more involved yes. with his magic like she's she, a, okay. a witch just like they are I like was why was she really not involved frustrated for this entire book do not try to be his mother you lost that right like yeah and then at the end it was like yeah. i think we're supposed to like her at the end and i was like yeah i just ne- was never on board no i just didn't i like wasn't her. on board either okay so okay can we talk about... Tell me what. So Ansel go gather moment, and it sucked, yeah. and it was awful. Oh, And Ansel, Ansel runs off, and then all of a sudden, like, they're with their troop, yeah. their little, like, circus troop, and these thieves show oh, up. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so in this heat of the moment, Reed gets stabbed. Yeah. Reed yeah. is, like, hurt on the ground, dying. And this person who's come with the thieves is about to kill Coco. Like, literally about to kill To her. kill him. There was no other option. So she grabs. And there's no, she, it's like flat, like quick second. There's no other option. Quick second. There's nothing for her to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Lou grabs Reed's Belisarda, which is his like magic sword or whatever. It's not really magic, but it protects him from magic. I mean, it she, is. Yeah. It's very important to yeah, him. Yeah. She grabs it. <laughs> she throws the sword <laughs> and it goes into a tree and the tree eats the sword. Eats it. Just How eats the right tree up. eats the sword. Oh, I guess we're doing this now. I was 
die. I just started like I was dying. Like it is. What is? Who is this tree? Why does it tree the sword? <laughs> Why is it there? Is it going to get brought up again? Because it's it's not. No. Not later in the book. <laughs> I think there has to be a situation where they get the sword back from the tree in book three or something. Because like, why did we do this? So it's like King Arthur. No, I don't, I don't think so because he's he, because pull she, the sword she out steals, of the tree because she steals Jean Luc's sword and gives it yeah. to Reed. And there's a very pivotal scene where right. he gives it back to Jean Luc, and that's why we I think Jean Luc helps him at the end of the book. Ah. Uh, because Reed gives him his sword back and is like, totally here. I don't, he basically is saying like, I don't need this anymore to feel like, okay. Like I can give this part of me up. Yeah. I think it was more like a, a Oh, that's nice. Thing. I like that. But also like, could we not have like the sword could have broken. The sword yeah, could have I been was... thrown in the sea. In the, the sea. sword could have been taken by someone. Instead, I was dying it laughing. got eaten by a tree. It got eaten by it a, got a tree. Eaten by a tree. By a tree. <laughs> I don't know. Also, like, I just don't understand. Did it like just disappear, or was it like blah blah? I don't blah, know. Blah. It ate it. All it says is the tree ate the sword. How that looks, <laughs> I don't know. And the level of upsetness we are about this sword. Like, I get it. Oh, this was a part of you. My but, God. Like, priorities, bro. He like, was so upset. Like, but like, Coco almost died. You almost died. A lot of stuff is happening. We have a lot, a lot of like big high level things going on. Can we stop being a baby about the fucking sword? Like, it just like, felt, like, so petty. Stopping a baby. She's sorry. It was a mistake. She didn't mean to. It felt like such she a She did not use thing. magic. She grabbed a physical object oh, yeah. and did not use her magic to save you and Coco. Although, there was a point at the end of that scene that was interesting with him and his mom where, like, one of the rare, like, moments where he put his mom in his place, in her place, where um, she was going to let him get killed because she wanted to see if he would use his magic in a life and death situation that was fucked up yeah and he was like, i did not like that yeah. i did not like that yeah and i didn't like he that he then to her was like i was i could have died and she's like no you wouldn't have like, no. he was like no i what i like I was dying yeah it was really fucked up okay um, okay so okay uh yeah so we also go see werewolves at some point in this book yeah and so that's like was super interesting and like a little confusing to me but, like, all of a sudden, Reed has, like, a life debt. He, like, killed this Alpha's son yeah. to become a captain. But then, yeah. you know, he he saves his son, whatever, the Alpha's son. But then the Alpha's other two other kids were like, oh, our father's life debt is paid. But now we have a new life debt because the original brother was our half-brother. So now we're going to go with you to help and save against more game. And I was like, this was this was too complicated. Could we not have just... I agree. He, yeah. The, the dad was like, I was going to help you, but now I'm not. Yeah. Because my life debt is paid because I helped you against the Chaucers. Right. But then his two other kids were like, but wait, now we're going to go help you. Because you I'm saved like, the one brother. What other was brother the was entire like, point not other of this fucking conversation? Yeah. Okay. Like, wait, what? But then, but then, but then, at the very end, <laughs> they go missing. Yeah. And then there's a throwaway line that's like, whatever happened yes. to them? I don't know. I think they're dead. I I'm like, know. What? I'm Are like, you kidding? Why did we go there in the first place? It was so creepy. They were in that so cave. Weird. They were walking. Yes. And they all start disappearing. Oh, like, they, like, and it like, blacks out. The, oh, that was that was. And then it's like, we never knew what happened to them. He presumed they were dead. I assumed they were dead. What? Like What? We went through this whole werewolfy, like, for, alpha for journey thing. For what reason like it was it I, felt so strange like just to have werewolves introduced 
Like, I don't, I don't understand. And then... But, but because they needed more people to come with them to be like... Uh, but then they just... But then they but just, then just died. But then it was also... Not even died. He's like, oh, I think they're dead. I'm like, oh, oh my God. My God. I wonder what if, was I wonder the if point? they come back in book three. Because that just felt... That feels weird. Like, we didn't see that, them die... But like, then why say that though? Like, just don't yeah. say that. Just yeah, be like, right, I don't right. know. Just be like, right. be like, he presumed they were all dead. So oh, okay. they were, they all just so, died. What? It just all of that felt strange. I, also, because at the beginning oh. of that, the Liana and the other werewolves were like, "Fuck no, we're not gonna help you." And then like, they he like uses blood and honey to save their ha- their brother. Like, oh well, now we must go with you to battle. <laughs> I just, what? I just. Sorry. Okay. So that wait, really irritated. Moving me. on. Okay, so... Let's move on to the ending. Yeah. Yeah, then, like, stuff happens at the end. It's so exciting. Yeah, finally. We get to the end. It's like, wow! Things are happening, guys! Finally! Um, we've left the circus troupe behind. Um, okay, the ending. The king sucks. He sucks. 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 He, that scene, I was like, oh, my, my God. God. Um, He's, like, like about- physically abusive, oh, verbally abusive. Terrible. Yes. Which also, this kind of leads into, there was a sweet scene earlier in the book where Reed is talking to Bo and is like, oh, tell me about our sisters. Tell me about our, our siblings. <gasps> yeah. And it's really sweet. He's like, I've never had a family. And then Bo looks at him and is like, and Bo's like, you don't. You don't have a family. This is you a, don't have a family. noose and a death sentence and our, like, father's terrible. And we're like, oh, whoa, Bo, calm down. And then we get to this scene, like, no, Bo, you are correct. No. Yeah. Like, He's he just, terrible. that scene was very, rough. It was rough. I was like, whoa, we are, we are, we are going here. Yeah, he was broke. Um, um, so then, like, all that shit happens at the end, and you've got, like, Bo and Reed and Madame LaBelle get captured, and then his twin, Bo and, uh, I guess, technically Reed, twin sisters. Oh, I love them. I love Free them. them, who I love. love them. They were so funny. Yeah. Um, and then Madame LaBelle, like, at the very end, which is, like, probably the most, like, motherly thing she's done in this whole book, yeah. like, she sacrifices herself to, like, let Reed and Bo go. Yeah. I, d- I like that part where she was like, go. Yeah. And- there is a really nice moment with Lou at the very end of this book before um, Reed returns after he's been like captured. Um, and she's on the rooftop. Oh, yeah. Before she's talking to oh, the higher power. Yeah. And it's kind of, a, it's very introspective. And honestly, I felt like it was like, it could, this needed to happen throughout the book. Um, her mm. kind of looking in at like her own actions and everything. Um, but there's this great moment where Claude finally comes, um, and he tells her that, like, he was her, like, he loved her mother at one point. Like, he was in love with her mother. They were an item, and they loved each other. This makes sense why he's around. I was so confused. This makes so much sense. And he's, she, she says, like, you know, um, Reed called me a snake, and, she says, I suppose I am a snake. I'm a liar, a deceiver, cursed to crawl in my belly and eat dust all the days of my life. And Claude says, yes, I would agree with that assessment. But he continues and he says, Louise, what you are now is not what you've always been, nor is it what you always will be. You are a snake. Shed your skin if it no longer serves you. Transform into something different, something better. Mm. And I think that's like a very appropriate response to her because as we've seen her through this book and like, although it's very disjointed and we don't necessarily like, you know, agree with the arc of the character, what her mother ends up becoming, Claude has seen. Yeah, He fell in love with the person Morgane was before she became the right. dame disorceress disorcer- or whatever right. that we know her to be now right. that would kill, like sacrifice her own daughter. And he's looking at Lou and he's saying, what you are now is different than who you used to be. 
And it doesn't have to be who you continue to be. Yeah. And you have the opportunity to continue to shed your skin just as a snake does. Yeah. And I think that's like a really kind of eye-opening moment for her to realize that like to kind of learn to accept who she is and like her past because as much as Reed has to come into terms with who he is and the fact that he has magic, I think Lou has to learn to accept the parts of her that are a part of her mother. Yeah. Because yeah. she's not she's she's not she can't accept who she is until she accepts the fact that she is her mother's daughter in some ways. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yes. some big things happen at the end that we have to talk about. So, okay, let's rapid fire through this. Claude I don't, okay, we don't really understand this, but Claude is a... Like, what oh, is he? I don't get it. Wood woes. Wood woes. Oh, I'm sorry, a wash? Which is essentially, to me, I think of as, like, a god. Right. And so, I, it's... Yeah, I yeah. think he's, like, he's basically a god. He's, like... He's, like, it, a demigod, he's like, I would say. Like, is it, like, flora and fauna or something? Yes, like? yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he he's, like, a very powerful, magical being. being. Let's just say that. And he, and he essentially six, and, and, and just in his free time, he spends, like years traveling around in a wagon at, with a troop of performers. Yeah. Cool. That's correct. Okay. Spare time. Spare okay. time for funsies, a fun What's hobby. What's time when you're a god? But yeah, like, I guess If you're a nothing. god, get a hotel or a home or something. That must be I mean, four seasons it up, baby. Yeah, you know god. what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. Seasons. I just think as a god, Take a shower you don't or something. have Do you not have miles, points? Fuck the four seasons. Get the Waldorf. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, okay, so next um, big to-do okay. is devastating. The next big to-do oh. is in that battle, the final battle with Morgaine. Oh. Claude reveals himself, and then oh. <sighs> Morgaine, oh. It's ooh, so this terrible. is such a terrible moment. Morgaine goes to, like, flee because I, this, I fucking hate this about Claude. He's like, well, I can't really intervene, so I can't kill Morgaine, which is not explained, like, why he can't intervene. But he's, like, willing to show like, up and show just, his true self. Just kill her. Okay. So, sorry. anyways, so Morgaine goes to escape, and she picks up a knife off the floor. And she has to cause a like, distraction. Yeah, without even blinking or anybody, like, realizing it, she kills Ansel. Oh! Sweet oh. and it's without warning, kind of. It's you know what's gonna happen. From, like well, okay. you know what's happening. So earlier in the but, book, we should also say Coco had a premonition that someone. Did she say a man or he? Did she say he? She said what she said was a man close to your heart will die. You love, and then she said the one you love will be taken. Oh, I thought she said. Oh, interesting. Okay. She said, she specifically said the man close to your, a man close to your heart, which leads you to think that it's going to be Reed. I knew it wasn't going to be Reed. I knew it wasn't going to be Reed. Of course not. But like, and neither did I. Like, it's like, it's the only other person would be Also, the second they got in those tunnels and she was saying all that terrible shit to him to like get him to turn around. I was like, oh no, girl. I I was like, yeah, bye-bye. So she realizes it. No, she realizes it. That's what she realizes when she goes to rescue Celie in the catacombs. She realizes when Ansel shows up, oh fuck. the, The premonition wasn't referring to Reed. It was referring to Ansel. And so she says the most terrible Awful oh, things to Ansel. Awful you're worthless. Things. Why are you here? No one wants you to be here. You're a, you're cumbersome. You're annoying. And instead of running away, I know. Sweet oh boy. my God! Ansel holds her hand as they walk into I the know. chamber with Morgane, oh. and then he dies. And Lou turns and looks at him, and she says, "I'm afraid." And Ansel says, I'm afraid too. And he squeezes her hand back. And I was like, oh, bless you, sweet angel boy. And And you know he's going to die. I think that guilt is going to really, like, be a big thing for her in book three. Well, okay, that also takes us to 
Um, it's just she is so upset about what happened with Ansel uh, that she lets her guard down a little bit. Girlfriend is, like, not on top of it. She does. And uh, what happens? Well, what happens is is she is back at the pub or, like, the inn where they're all staying. And she goes into the back room with Nicolina. And, and uh, Coco's aunt. Coco's aunt. And and yeah. apparently Nicolina is, like, a true wraith. Oh, that was so And basically so what ends up happening is Nicolina inhabits. Possesses her. Lou's body. Is, oh, my And gosh. is now Lou. Yeah. And that's that where we leave off. Okay, also, this is on, like, the second to last page. Like, it's, that's what, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like, uh, this is not enough information. What am I supposed to do with this? I don't understand. Yeah, when, when Anna was reading it and I, we were all texting, I was like, let me be very clear. The twist that I'm specifically talking about that, like, shocked me is, like, the, 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 the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Like, last page. And it's wild. Oh, guys, I really hope we don't spend all of gods and monsters with her being possessed by i i know i know so that leads us into book three theories yes yeah so quickly do we think lou will descend into darkness i don't really understand what that means still no i don't know either but like i don't don't think think we will because i think we're gonna spend part of the book with nicolina inhabiting her body and hopefully not more than like uh, a quarter something that really bothers me about that trope like the like possession oh we're i don't know just someone's possessing you or but yeah. it looks like you whatever yeah is that people who are very close to them can't tell that it's not them and i'm yeah, really, really hoping that reed and coco can tell it's not her immediately Same. because like especially because it's nicolina she doesn't even know how to speak like a normal person what lou's gonna right. talk about mice <laughs> like this ha- they yeah. have to figure it out soon it just they have to figure it out yeah um, I really hope that that's gonna annoy the shit out of me if if they don't figure it out like very quickly. Hopefully. Um, I think that Coco and Bo are in game. Hundred percent. They're gonna end up together. Hundred yeah. percent. And I'm excited about Love it. Love it. Here for it. Um, excited I, about I it. I like that if that's the case. You know, I'm very interested to learn more about Claude and his sister, the goddess. Yeah. Because yes. that was a little bit confusing. thrown in there, and it wasn't well um, explained. So and I'm confusing. I, don't I was like, so Morgane can't touch you. Like, where have you been this whole time, ma'am? Uh, what? Like, where have Excuse you been? Me. Also, ma'am. I think part ma'am? of the like not letting Lou descend technically into darkness, whatever that means, is going to be like possibly Claude going to Reed and being like, don't let what happened to me. Like, I lost Morgane because she became darkness. Don't let that happen to you. Ooh, Losing her. Yeah. Like, this is what yeah. you need to do to bring her back and, like, keep her away from the darkness. Yes, agreed. That's, I would love to see that scene. Like, I, I would like love to see them. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Lou's obviously going to struggle immensely with Ansel's death and the guilt about that. I agree. Uh, and I think that's going to make her darker. It's going to make a lot of darkness Yes, that might, that might trigger some, some descent into darkness. Uh, Whatever that means, we don't, know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. But I will tell you, I'm excited to I'm read excited. it. From what I've read, people say like it wraps up nicely and they were happy with everybody where everybody left off. Yeah. That's kind of the general, like they were overall happy with it. Yeah. And those are people that said that they were not pleased with Blood and Honey. So exactly. that makes me happy because I feel like we're kind of all on the same page there. I'm excited to start um, it. I am too. I'm excited to start too. I can't wait. Um, okay. So yes, we would love to hear your thoughts on Serpent and Dove and yes. Blood and Honey. Um, tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't. DM tell us what us. you didn't like. Uh, find us on Instagram at Flights of Fantasy Podcast. 
and our website, flightsoffantasypodcast.com. And please join in for our next episode on Gods and Monsters. We're so excited Yay. about that. And Cannot yes. wait. Yes. Cannot and wait. until next time, cheers and happy reading. Happy cheers. Reading. Cheers. Oh, I said cheers. <laughs> 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 Bye.